Once again, Daily Power Partnership today is Thursday, December 16, 2021. And as always, the objective is to look at the daily reading of Torah and to get some insights that we can use in our own lives. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump in and study some Torah. All right, here we go. I'm going to share my screen with you. Torah reading for Vayechi, reading number 5, Genesis chapter 49, verse 19. So where we're up to in the story is where Yaakov, Jacob, is giving a message. I was going to say blessed, but not everyone got blessed. Giving a message, delivering some info to all of his sons before his passing. We read yesterday about his message to Ruvain. You had the glory, you had it all, and you lost it. Shimon and Levi, you guys are t- together. You guys cause a lot of trouble. Yehuda, you're the natural born. You're the you're the leader of of the of your brothers of the people. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zvulun. Zvulun, you're going to be the seafaring merchants that will then make money to support Yisachar, who will be the Torah sc- scholars. And then we had, hold on, we had at the end of yesterday's reading, let me just go back for my own um, clarity. I think we had done. Yeah. We had done. Done was, the message of, of done was about Samson, a prophecy of the future. The mighty warrior, Shimshon, Hagibar, Samson, the mighty, will emerge from Don and will push back the enemies of the Jewish people, namely the Philistines. Okay. Rabbi? Yes. Yaakov didn't mention that each troop, each troop, each tribe will get their own gemstone on the priestly breastplate. He didn't mention that. I'm sure he meant to mention that, but he didn't. (laughs) All right, good. Genesis chapter 49, verse 19. Let's begin. As for God, next son, we did seven. We have five more. As for God, a troop, I love this, a troop will troop forth from him and it will troop back in its tracks. Interesting. Lots of, the, lots of forms of the word troop. A troop, in other words, like a battalion of soldiers, will troop forth from him, will come out, and it will troop back in its tracks. It's going to go out into battle, and it will return. And the implication here is it will return safely. What is this a reference to? Rashi says, survey says, Rashi says, look at this Rashi. It will troop back in its tracks. All his troops, all of the troops of God, will return in their tracks to its territory, to the territory that they took on the other side of the Jordan. Ah, remember this. Remember God. God is one of the two tribes that requested from Moses, late, hundreds of years later, to, to, to inherit the land, not in Israel, but right on the other side of the Jordan, the eastern side of the Jordan, a.k.a. the Transjordan. And Moses initially was like, no, you can't stay here. You have to go in. What's going to happen to the morale? It's the same mistake as the spies. Until they said, no, 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 we're going to go in and fight with our brethren, and then we'll come back. And so this is Jacob's blessing. Hundreds of years prior, probably about 300 years prior to that, is, is um, Jacob's blessing to God that when you send your troops into Israel, they will be successful and they're going to come back in good health. And not one, no one will be missing from them. Every single soldier will return. Okay, that's a tremendous blessing. Next, next tribe, next son is Usher. From Usher will come rich food. May Usher shemena lachmai. His food shall be rich. It really literally means fat. It's like fatty, rich. It should be rich. 
and he will yield regal delicacies. Usher's blessing is food. Let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, the food from Usher's territory will be rich. What, why, why, why specifically Usher? Rashi says, for there will be many olive trees in his territory, so that oil will flow like a fountain. There's going to be all, there will be olive groves and oil in abundance, and this is the meaning of from Usher will come rich food. Um, very interesting story, uh, which we'll get to in a second. And thus did Moses bless him. Moses also blessed Usher, as he said, and dip his foot in oil. That's at the end of uh, Moses' life, at the end of Deuteronomy. So we see, basically, that Usher is, is blessed both by Jacob and by Moses with an abundance of oil. We learned in Menachot the following story in the, in the Talmud. The people of Ladosia, Ladocia, I'm not sure I'm making this sound Italian for no reason, uh, wherever that is, once needed oil. So they appointed themselves a Gentile messenger, according to Rashi, a Gentile official, okay, whatever. Um, they said to him, go and bring us oil worth a million coins. They needed a lot of oil. The messenger went to Jerusalem, where they told him, go to Tyre. So the messenger went to Tyre, where they told him, go to Giscala, a town in the territory of Usher. The messenger went to Giscala, where they told him, go to so-and-so to that field. So now he's, the messenger has been bounced around to a bunch of different places, but now he's narrowed it down to a certain field. He went to the field and he found a man breaking up the earth around his olive trees. The messenger asked him, do you have a million coins worth of oil? The man replied, yes, but wait for me until I finish my work. The messenger waited. After the man finished working, he cast his tools over his shoulder and went on his way, removing the stones from the path as he walked. The messenger thought to himself, has this man really a million coins worth of oil? I think the Jews played a trick on, my, played a trick on me. As soon as the man arrived at his town, the, his maidservant brought him a kettle of hot water, and the man washed his hands and feet with it. She then brought him a golden cup full of oil, and he dipped his hands and feet in it to fulfill that which is stated, and dipped his foot in oil. After they had dined, the man measured out for the messenger oil worth a million coins. By the way, ever buy olive oil? Costs a lot of money. So a million, a million coins of olive oil is probably like, what, three bottles? I'm kidding. But it's, uh, it's, it's a large quantity of oil. But the point is that this guy, this one farmer in the, tri in the territory of Usher, he had it. Um, the man then measured out additional, oh, sorry. Uh, fine. He asked the messenger, do you need more? Yes, but I have no money. So the man said, if you want to buy, buy and I will come with you and collect the money for it. So the guy basically got a, th a million coins to buy oil, but then he's like, do you need more? Yes, I don't have the money, so I'll go with you. Um, the man then measured out an additional oil for 180,000 coins. It was said that the messenger hired all the horses, mules, camels, and donkeys that it could find in the land of Israel. As soon as the messenger arrived in his hometown, the townspeople came out to praise him. He said to them, don't praise me. Praise this man who measured out for me oil for a million coins, and I still owe him 180,000 coins. This illustrates the verse, this is, the, this is one who feigns riches, but has nothing, one who feigns poverty, but has great wealth. Some people act rich, but have nothing. Some people, they seem like they have nothing, but they have everything. So this, this simple Jewish farmer who was, you know, breaking up his land and around his olive trees, and this guy thought that, this, that there's no way this, this simple farmer had access to all this oil, he had all the oil that this guy could ever want and that his town could ever want. Bottom line is, Usher is blessed with rich food, i.e. olives and olive oil. Next, Naphtali is a swift gazelle. He is one who utters beautiful words. Naphtali is blessed to be like a swift gazelle. What does that mean? 
So Rashi says, this is the valley of Genesar, which ripens its fruit swiftly like the gazelle. So it's referring to the alacrity or the speed in which the fruits ripen in, in the territory of Naphtali, like a gazelle who's fast, the land produces fruits, trees and fruit that ripen swiftly. He is the one who utters beautiful words. What does that mean? Rashi says, um, as the Targum renders. Well, there you go. That didn't help us. We don't have the Targum here. Wonderful. The Targum is the Aramaic translation. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to um, look at the Targum. I don't have a Chumash in front of me. I'm on location, secret location. So we will have to leave it at that. There's another explanation. A swift gazelle means Jacob prophecy concerning the war with Sisera. Sisera was one of the arch enemies of the Jewish people when they first went to the land. He said, and take with you 10,000 men of the men of Naphtali, and they went there with alacrity. So Naphtali is associated with speed. They rushed into the valley with their feet. Okay. And the one who utters beautiful words, Deborah and Barak sang a song. Because of the, of the soldiers of Naphtali who went quickly into battle and were victorious, Deborah, who was then the, who was then the leader and the prophetess, she was the, the, the shofet, the judge, and, and the prophet. So Deborah and Barak, the general, they sang a song to Hashem. So through them came, through Naphtali, and the quick soldiers came, ultimately, a song and beautiful words. Okay, next. Verse 22, a charming, what does he say about Yosef? You ready? Here we go. A charming son is Yosef. Well, he could speak from experience. He was certainly charmed by his son Yosef. He was so charmed. He loved him so much. He gave him a coat. He uh, gave him special favor, etc. So a charming son is Yosef, a son charming to the eye. That is certainly indicative of the fact that he was very handsome. And everybody liked it. Of the women... Here we go, just in case we missed the reference. Of the women, each one strode along to see him. When he was walking down the street, all the women would come out to, uh, to, to catch, to steal a glance at Yosef, so beautiful, so handsome, so charming, so charismatic, was he, Rashi. Um, his charm attracts the eye that beholds him. The women strode along to see him. The women of Egypt strode out on the wall to gaze upon his beauty. What wall? I have no idea. But they would, they would go on the balconies and the walls and whatever. They would look to see him. Um, charming. Okay, I'm going to... I think we're good here. I think we're good here. So Yosef was, was charming and he was attractive. He was handsome. Verse 23, they heaped bitterness upon him and became quarrelsome. Ye, 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 yes, indeed, archers despised him. So this is referring to the brothers who wished to kill him, right? The brothers heaped bitterness upon him and became quarrelsome. They were fighting. They wanted to kill him. Archers despised him. They were trying to literally take his life. But his bow, this is all like poetic language, but his bow was strongly established, and his arms were gilded from the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there he sustained the rock of Israel. It means that despite the attempt of his brothers and others to destroy him, he withstood, he overcame, and ultimately from there he sustained the rock of Israel, meaning he supported the family with food in the times of famine. He went from being the target 
of all the animosity and all the hate of the brothers to being the one that sustained the family, including Jacob himself, the rock of Israel. I'm going to run to the end and then we'll go back to Rashi's. From the God of your father, he will... From there, he sustained the rock of Israel, from the God of your father, and he will help you. And with the Almighty... And he will bless you with the blessings of the heavens above and the, bless, the blessings of the deep line below, the blessings of father and mother. Heaping blessings and blessings upon Joseph. Certainly not unexpected, but beautiful to read. The blessings of your father surpass the blessings of my parents, the ends of the everlasting hills. May they come to Joseph's head, into the crown of his head, of the, and to the crown of the head of the one who was separated from his brothers. He's basically giving him all the, the greatest blessings, the greatest hits. Let's toggle Rashi for these last few verses, which we did not yet read. They heap bitterness upon him, became quarrelsome, Rashi says. His brothers heap bitterness upon him, Joseph. Oh, and Potiphar and his wife heap bitterness upon him by having him imprisoned. Okay, so who's the they that heap bitterness upon him? his brothers and Potiphar. He was targeted multiple times. And what about, what's the quarrelsome? Who became quarrelsome? His brothers became his antagonists. They were men of quarrel. They quarreled with their own, with their own flesh and blood. Let's, let's skip the rest, which is grammatical. Archers. Archers. Why are they called archers? Why are the brothers called archers? Archers despise them. Who's the archer? Rashi says, they were called archers because their tongues were like arrows. You know, they destroyed or they tried to destroy Yosef through their words. Oh, look at the dreamer. He's approaching. What should we do? The greatest plots, the greatest plots are hatched through communication, through verbal articulation. Their tongues were like arrows. Their tongues held the weapons against Yosef. But his bow, the Torah continued and we read a moment ago, was strongly established. That means his bow, his strength, Rashi says. His arms were gilded. What does that mean? This refers to the placing of the signet ring on Joseph's hand. An expression like glittering gold. Right? So the guy who was targeted ultimately was gilded. Got the signet ring. As the viceroy, Pharaoh gave him the ring, as we read uh, a few weeks ago. And where did this come from? Not just Pharaoh, but from the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. In other words, from, from God. This elevation came to him from the hands of the Holy One, blessed be he, who was the Mighty One of Jacob. Hashem is behind what happened in Joseph's story, and from there, from that place of viceroyship, he, Joseph, was elevated to be the sustainer of the Rock of Israel, the mainstay of Israel. In other words, he supported the family. The rest is literally grammatic, grammatical stuff. The rock of Israel, a contraction, Evven Yisrael, a contraction of Av Uben, father and son, fathers and son. So Evven Yisrael, the rock of Israel, the rock indicates not just rock, but Evven. Oh, Donna, you're familiar with this word, Evven. Evven, he says, is Av and Ben. Av, the first two letters is Av, which is father, and the last two letters, and the, Evven is, three, is a three-letter word. In the Hebrew, it's right here. Evven. Aleph Bet is Av and Bet Nun is Ben, father and son. It means that he supported who? The fathers and sons of Israel. He supported his family, both parents and children. Let's continue verse... It means stone, right, Rabbi Evan? It literally means rock. It literally rock, means rock. rock. But here, 
He says, Evan means it's a hint to Av and Ben, which is father and son. It's a contraction of Avu Ben, father and son, um, fathers and sons. He supported his whole family from the God of your father, and he will bless you. So Rashi says, from the God of your father means this befell you. Your fortune, your good luck, your success um, came from God, and God will help you. And with the Almighty, and your heart was with the Holy One, blessed be he, when you did not heed your mistress's orders, and because of this he shall bless you. In other words, what, Yo what Yaakov is telling his son before his passing is like this. You know why God blessed you? Because you said no to Potiphar's wife. When she propositioned you, when she seduced you, when she attempted to be with you, and you said no, that is that refusal opened up the channel of your own blessings. You know, sometimes we don't know what it is, what action it is that opens up channels. Sometimes we think, you know, we made a tough choice, we made the right choice, but and nothing happened. Yosef could have thought that for tw for ten years or twelve years. He might have thought that, look, uh, see, I, I did the right thing, and, and look what it got me. It got me in prison. We don't know how the how the master plan works, and we we believe that every good decision, every right decision, brings the blessings. The blessings of father and mother, what does that mean? That is to say that the one who beget the children, the ones who, who bear the children, will be blessed. The male should be blessed, the female should be blessed, as Rashi says. Everyone should, should be blessed in, in their particular area. Next, the last verse here, and, and i got to run in a minute. The blessings of your father surpass the blessings of my parents. What does that mean? It means the blessings, the Holy One, blessed be, have blessed me, surpass the blessings he had blessed my parents. Very interesting. Suddenly, Jacob comes full circle. Remember last week he said, and we mentioned this last night at the Torah class, how difficult his life was. Well, now he's telling his son, Yosef, God's blessings to me were even greater than what he blessed my father Isaac. That's a powerful um, admission, if you will, or a powerful statement right here. The ends... Uh, may they come to Joseph's head and the crown and to the crown. Oh, sorry. The blessing of your father surpassed the blessing of my parents, the ends of the everlasting hills. What does that mean? Rashi says, because my blessings extended until the ends of the boundaries of, of the everlasting hills. For he gave me a limitless blessing without boundaries, reaching the four corners of the earth. As it says, you shall spread out westward and eastward. That is why the blessing is so big, because it's going to be, it's going to proliferate. It's going to spread throughout the land. Let's continue. My parents... Conception, the ends, bounds, the ends. We did that. May they come. Excuse me. So Jacob didn't know when he said he had a hard life what what the future would entail. I I don't know. I think he was reflecting on on the on the challenges that he'd been through. Maybe he wasn't reflecting on the blessings. You know that happens sometimes because life is a mixed bag. Life is blessings, but it's also challenge. When we focus on the challenge, it's a difficult life. We focus on the blessings. We might say. We're, we're blessed. A person might live today, December 16, 2021, and say, I'm, I have a difficult life. And at the same time, they also could recognize in a moment of truth that their life is better than their parents were or their grandparents were. And both could be true. They could have a difficult life and they could have, I mean, there's, there could be challenges, but, they're all, but the blessings might surpass anything their Zadies and Bubbies could have ever imagined. And both could be true. And I think we, we know this in our own lives. Um, may they come, we call this first world problems. May they come, the one who was separated from his brothers. Okay, who was separated from his brother. Uh, 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 okay, we already did this. Mighty of Jacob. By the hand of the might of Jacob, he was able to overcome his temptation. Here we go. I want to end with this. How was 
Yosef. How was Joseph able to overcome the temptation of Potiphar's wife? By the hand of the might of Jacob. He was able to overcome his temptation because his father's image appeared to him, etc. This is powerful. So this is how Rashi interprets this. This being the mighty of Jacob. Where is the mighty of Jacob? Hold on. Stay with me here. Mighty one of Jacob. Oh, he's going back to verse 24. All right, Rashi's, uh, Rashi's going back a little bit here. Rashi's going back to give us a non-literal interpretation. And he's saying it means that the way that, ya that Yosef, Joseph, was able to, to, to withstand the temptation was by imagining the mighty one of Jacob, in other words, imagining the image of, of Jacob, his father, in front of his eyes. And with this, we'll conclude and say the following, that it's good to have role models. It's good to have heroes, spiritual role models, that when you think about them, the very thought about the role model helps you and I stay in the straight and narrow and, and do the right thing and not end up veering in negative territory. Overcoming folly. Overcoming folly. Good. Yes, it's good to have, um, it's good to have the meditations, the thought processes. It's also good to have role models and, and images that we can conjure up on demand to keep us where we need to be. This is... Uh, oh, just, yes. I saw in the last Rashi, you stopped right before. It does talk about the breastplate, but he says that Jacob got the stone of stones. Does that mean that Jacob's stone is somehow more, more a better stone? It's on the last Rashi. Oh, I see that. The end of the verse is clear. I saw, um, you're married to be a shepherd of Israel and to have a stone among the stones of the tribes of Israel. Your father's blessings. Yeah, he's going to have a stone. Among, among the, stones. the stones. Does that mean it's somehow better stone than the other 11 stones? No, no. no. It means that he has a stone. And this means basically had he sinned, his stone would have been lost. That's what it means. Had he sinned with Potiphar's wife, then Joseph doesn't remain. Oh. He, he, his whole life would change. His, I mean, the assumption is here. His whole life would go into a different trajectory. And he would just, he would not be worthy of one of the tribes of Israel and he would have lost the stone, so to speak. So the fact that he overcome, that it was able to overcome his temptation um, was what led him to become, um, indeed, to, 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 to earn the stone, to, to really earn his, um, his, uh, his blessings as one of the tribes. All right, folks, I got to run. Apologies, a quick, ver a quick uh, version today. We can pick it up tomorrow. I will see you, please, God, tomorrow, 12 noon-ish, 12 for DPP. We're going to finish it off and do that after. All right, got to run. We'll see you guys. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Pleasure. See you soon. Take care, everybody.